0: Hello, everybody. I am the Common Sense American. And don't be confused. I know Rudy Giuliani has the exact same title for his podcast. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I think my podcast was actually before his. I'm not trying to rip him off. Anyway, just wanted to get that out there. I've heard a few people ask uh, if, if I, you know... Took it from him, or that was my idea. No, it, it wasn't, it was just the first thing that came into my head. And I'm sure it's not the only podcast out there that's called that. Probably not the most imaginative title, but my listeners will probably understand what it is that I stand for, uh, being an independent uh, but heavily leaning towards Republican and Libertarian. Um, so obviously, I'm not a big fan of this administration. And I speak out about that very frequently, but also about the uh, decline of society, which I find disheartening and sometimes just plain depressing. Uh, but on that note, I wanted to talk about—I mean, given inflation and the rising cost of living and all of that—obviously, uh, when these times hit, it hits the, uh, the the struggling people hard. I mean, those people are living sort of hand to mouth pretty pretty much all the time anyway, and when things get tougher. Well, it gets very tough for them. Um, and my local paper is running a series of articles spanning the week about, you know the this housing emergency that they're facing about the poor and not being able to uh, just running out of room. Uh, they've taken over a hotel nearby. It just it's not even a hotel anymore now. It's just government subsidized low income housing um and it's hardly the only example of that through, throughout the state and throughout the country and talking about how there's such a massive gap between uh these people and you know the very very wealthy of course there is and there always has been uh this has nothing whatsoever to do with capitalism by the way uh during a span of time when this country was really rocking and rolling uh thanks to capitalism there was not this giant gap there was there's always a gap but it wasn't quite like this um we didn't have, and the, the causes for it were completely different. And that's really what I want to talk about. Now, I, was, I looked at these articles, and of course, not one of them ever throughout the entire week has ever asked the important questions or talked about the real reasons behind this. All they did is say, oh, just look how sad this is. Look how uh, this seems hopeless and society is at fault, blah, blah, blah. And you know a little bit of anti-capitalistic nonsense in there as well because they don't know what else to do. They don't know they don't know what to blame. Um, now, first of all, let me say that if you know such people, um, you will you realize that a lot of this does seem hopeless to them, and in some ways it kind of is hopeless. Uh, there was the, for example, just there's a story of one of them was a woman. She was probably in her mid to late fifties. Um, she is diabetic. She was uh, she. Was um, very overweight. Uh, she really wasn't getting much. She wasn't quite yet there for Social Security, and even when she does get it in the next whatever seven eight years, um, it's it's you know it's not going to be a ton because she couldn't really work much. People won't hire her because of her age, because of her disability, and because of her addiction, because she's had one for a while. I believe it's heroin. This is a very common case uh, among all these people. They're stuck where they are. Yes, because employers don't want to hire them, Uh, renters don't want to rent to them, Um, and they and they have a very poor background and education. Um, They don't have much to lean on. They really, and and especially if they're getting older. I mean, employers don't really want to hire older people to begin with, regardless of whether or not they're really functional. Um, ageism has always been an issue in in the employment game. But I I understand that. This is something different, of course. Now, when you hear about this, your first instinct is is go, well, yeah, that's terrible. And I I don't know why this is happening on such a huge scale. I wish there was something we could do, all that. I think compassion should be your first reaction. But then you should immediately begin to analyze this. And come to some sort of conclusion as to why they are in this position. And who really is at fault. And the only way to fix this, I'm sorry, would be if we had a time machine and jump back about 60 years. To stem the tide of this downward spiral, this slippery slope, before it got out of control to the point where it is now. We have been in a society that has not only tolerated but encouraged uh, the culture of the bum and the sloth for so long that now it seems as if it's taken hold among these people. When you talk to them, the only thing they ever complain about is why isn't the state doing more for me? And woe is me and all of that. Not once does it seem they've ever looked at their own lives and then said, well, I've got to find a way to survive. I have to find a way to make money. I have to find a way to get a job, to to care for myself. It's almost as if these people never once thought of it. And if you trace it back, this is not, in, you know, a lot of it is not their fault. Their thinking is not their fault. Their upbringing is not their fault. Where they are now, very much so, is not their fault. I am not necessarily of the school where everyone can get out of any situation that they are in, although I think that's the case most times. When you look at these situations, a lot of these people were born into seemingly hopeless situations and no way to get out. They have There's an education system that doesn't help them because we don't believe in education anymore. That much is obvious. We have a system in place where their parents and their parents' parents Deadbeats are allowed to go from generation to generation. Society no longer punishes that by simply weeding them out and not allowing this to happen anymore. All One thing you will notice from all of these people their lives are basically entirely government subsidized. They're only paying about 200 bucks a month on their rent, which of course they can't afford. Everything else is paid for by them. Now, if that's the case, what good? When giving them that extra $200 due? Because that's the Democrat answer, of course. We'll just pay for all the rent. Well, first they tried paying for a little. Then they tried paying for half. Now they're paying for 80% of it, if not more. It's not doing anything. It's making it worse. And the reason it's making it worse is because the old adage is always true. If you keep doing handouts... You will increase the number of poor and indigent and helpless. You will not decrease it. If we would have decreased if we had any chance of decreasing it with this plan of simply giving people more only because they don't have it, we would have seen an, a reversal of these numbers. We've tried this for decades. We We started doing it right around the 60s, and we kept doing it and intensified and gone down that uh, socialist path more and more and more to the point where we're just basically taking care of them entirely. Everyone is taking care of these people. And what ends up happening is not that these people just get on their feet and magically go to work and become productive members of society because they are not taught to do that. They're being taught, they're being reinforced that to get things from people is by far and away the way to do this. All they have to do is just say, well, I can't do it and I'll get stuff. There are people who don't have jobs, who are living in these awful places, that have better insurance than I do. And in some cases, well, any insurance at all, because I'm not, I don't believe I should have to be paying $4,000 a month for my side of insurance when my employer matches half. It's still a ridiculous number, and these people actually get insurance for free. They get a lot of things for free, and it's not working. The person, and when personal responsibility dies... And starts to die. It needs to be society that says no. That needs to stand up and say, we're, we're not abiding by this. We're not going to be taking care of you because you chose not to. A lot of these people are in the situations they are in because of their parents or parents, parents, or parents, parents, parents. Not necessarily their fault. They inherited this downward spiral because we have allowed this to continue. You hear about one of these stories about this, this woman and she's like in her 30s, she's in a 300 square foot little room or something. Um and of course in in one other room there's three kids and uh some uh fiance who's addicted to whatever and um you know one one of the, there's a teenager in there, there's a kid, one is a teenager, one's like a 3-year-old. Now okay, so You sort of made a bit of a mistake when you had the child so young, That's especially when you're in poor circumstances. That happens all the time. Uh, But why exactly do you have a three-year-old? Why exactly in your situation that has never gotten better but only gotten worse if you decided to bring more kids into this? Now, we don't think about this. They do it all the time. No one ever calls them out for doing this. this this There's no thought process going on here. This is not what you do. This is not what an adult does. None of these people are adults. That's the problem. We never forced any of them to grow up. We never forced any of them to say, look, you're going to have to make it on your own somehow. Whether it was them or their parents, their ancestors, somewhere down the line, we needed to instill that in these people. My grandfather uh, had a third grade education. He dropped out of school in fourth grade. Never never went any farther. Uh, Was not his parents were poor farmers. Never really helped him with anything. He learned a little bit of farming, but he didn't. He didn't know anything else that was going to help him. Uh, He was a World War II veteran. He was in the uh, army. He was a a a sniper, and he was also a uh, he ran uh, communication lines behind enemy lines. A very dangerous job, but certainly a a very important one. Uh, When he came home, uh, he taught himself essentially everything because he didn't have any choice. It was either that or be on the street, be poor. He taught himself how to be a handyman. He taught himself uh, how to be an electrician, taught himself how to be a plumber, built his own house, used his little bit of farming knowledge to, and, and worked to feed his family of five with, I mean, 90%, I would say, about, I think my father said, about them, what they ate, they grew. Um, learned how to fix everything from... Uh, you know the car to the lawnmower, to, to, so they simply didn't have to buy everything new. He would try to fix it. When he, what he didn't know, he learned or he tried to learn. Now, what he ended up knowing, this lifetime of, of accumulated knowledge, is is stunning. Uh, this man who was a third grade uh, graduate and had no benefits and no advantages when he was born, none whatsoever, um, and he could he the idea of of welfare the idea of someone helping him was so humiliating to him uh he would never do it ever i mean they'd have to be right on the cusp of like all their kids starving to death for that for him to even consider it and he worked incessantly to make sure that that didn't happen and here's the thing that was not abnormal everybody did that most people were not born with advantages most people were not rich Most people, even during the the high times of society, we were really firing on all cylinders, especially post-World War II era. Most people had to work for everything that they had. There There was not a lot of inherited wealth going on at that time, especially after the Depression had wrecked so many of those wealthy families. There was a lot of rebuilding going on still, especially after the war. And in order to do that, people had to step the hell up. The government was not doing handouts. They were not saying to everybody, anybody who comes into this country, anybody who's born poor in this country, just here, take everything that we can throw at you and hopefully you'll be fine. No, it was, you're going to function or you're probably going to starve to death in a ditch. You want to call that not compassionate? All right, let's call it what society is, what it was, should punish, which is a, which is irresponsibility. Of course we should care for those who are born with disabilities, who are born with uh, things that are well beyond their control. Now, again, like these people, a lot of this, of what their upbringing is, is beyond their control. And now they find themselves in a situation because they have been taught a certain way that it does seem hopeless, that they are borderline disabled in a way. One thing that pops to mind, my grandfather was in very good condition, as in many other people were in very good condition, because they had to be. There was not a lot of food to go around, so it was very unlikely they were going to be very overweight. But they also had to be because they had to move. And most of the jobs available to people without a lot of education, just as is the case now require you to be very physically capable. And here's the thing. Every last one of these people, for example, the people I'm talking about in this hotel, all these poor people that have just congregated there and now they have nowhere to go and have nothing and blah, blah, blah. They're all overweight. Most of them are obese. The one with diabetes, of course, it's type 2. That's self-inflicted. Oh, now, which means not only that they have extreme difficulty in doing anything for themselves... But it also means that their job prospects are very limited. If they, even if they wanted to do a job that requires a physical activity, all of which are available to these people because they don't really require an education, they can't be because they're such pigs. I'm sorry, but that's the word for it. Now, that alone eliminates a huge uh, angle of possible success for these people. They can't get their foot in the door because they can't do anything. Toss in a very poor education and a very uh, skewed view of what their lives and society should be like, uh, i.e., well, the government's not helping me, the state's not helping me, but that's all they care about. No one ever said that, like, even during the Depression, even then, people were scrabbling and scrimping to try and find ways for themselves to get out of this. Sure, they were blaming the government, but they were not simply sitting on a corner and dying one of the reasons we got out of that depression is because the people got us out because the people worked hard night and day to get themselves out of that situation and when you are in a poor physical condition and it, when you are uh, when you have three generations two three generations behind you people who are same condition you're in and it just makes it worse with every, new generation, you can't get out of this. You have no way of understanding that it should be up to you. Because everywhere you turn, there's people going, oh, well, we should house you. We should give you housing. We should give you money. We should give you clothes. We should give you food. We should give you this. We should give you that. Are these people born with disabilities? No, they weren't born with disabilities. They were just born in the bad situations. And oh, here's the other thing. The idea, what I said before about these people having children when they really shouldn't be, has anybody noticed that the people who are having children right now appear to be the ones who really shouldn't be having kids? It's never thought of. It's not thought of because they're not taught that that's not a good idea. They're not taught anything in how to be an adult, how to be a functioning adult, somebody who can care for themselves. We no longer do that. The The... The idea that parental responsibility is, is, is going to should be transferred to the state is an offshoot of all responsibility being transferred to the state. The state should just take care of everybody under like, you know, a certain pay grade. This is really where we're at. And it isn't working for all of these people. These numbers have gone up, not down. We have them everywhere, not just immigrants, although that's another big problem. But the people who are born and just become fat, stupid, slow, diabetic, hopeless, can't do anything, have all kinds of mental issues on top of it, something else that we weren't really dealing with 67 years ago, why are there such a huge percentage of these of kids being born to these poor mothers who are autistic, by the way? I'd like to know. There does seem to be a very high percentage. I don't know what the deal is. That's just one issue. But all of this compounds. This is a way of life that needs to be condemned by society and was for the first, you know, 200 years of this country's existence. Said, you know what, this we will not allow. How we don't allow it, we don't prop them up. That's it. That's a very simple answer. We do not prop them up. We will not prop them up. If you can't do it, you can't do it. We can't use you. You're just going to be a drain on society to begin with. That discourages entire families from passing these toxic ideas down to their down to uh, their children. And the constant uh, role of of oh well, you know, uh, if fat is normal, uh, overweight is normal. We shouldn't be fat shaming. Yet, yeah, well, it's ruining these people's lives in more ways than one. Not only do these people have endless problems with paying, they can't pay for stuff and yet somehow they're fat. I want to see one skin and bones picture of a child in this country. We talk about how kids go hundred, hungry bull crap. Show me one. I want to see this skin and bones child in this country. I really do. Because all I see are poor people who are fat, which means they're getting food from somewhere. Now, it's not good food. Trash is highly caloric and has very little nutritional content, so all these overweight people are very malnourished. But they're obviously not starving to death. They're obviously getting plenty of garbage from somewhere. They're all walking around with smartphones, and they all seem to have shelter and housing, no matter what the issue. Sure, they're in danger of getting evicted. Ten to one, they're just going to end up somewhere else in some other state-funded institution, they'll just bounce between them because they they just can't bring themselves to ever get them out on the street. Now, I'm not saying we should just kick them all on the street because it, there's too many now. Now we have a problem. It's not like there's three. There's millions. Because we've allowed this to go on and, and get this far and become this insane. We destroyed personal responsibility, accountability, discipline. We destroyed the, the attitude that built this country. The attitude that my grandfather and millions and millions and millions of other people had all pretty much at the same time. They said, it doesn't matter what we're born into. We're getting out of this no matter what. Or at the very least, we're going to give it our damn best shot. It doesn't seem to me like any of these people have given any shot to anything, ever. And they were taught that. They were taught that unless they're given things, they can't survive. And that is the message being spread everywhere to our youth. You can't do anything on your own. Without the, quote, village, without someone to help you, screw it, you're done. You can't really do much of anything. That is the message that is being sent. The death of individualism is why we have this rise, a huge rise in the poor and incompetent. And there's really nothing to be done with these people right now. It's a little too late. What do you do now? They're older Are you going to send them all back to school? What's that going to do? Everything that we do to help them will fall on the taxpayer at this point. And there are millions. Instead, they should have been taxpayers. They should have been one of the uh, contributing members of the society. And we decided that, no, it's better to just, instead of hurting someone's feelings, you know, we don't want to do that. God forbid we hurt their feelings and give them some sort of harsh reality wake up. And say, this is not how a society runs. And if you want to be part of it, I'm sorry, you're going to have to do something. We allow generations of generations and generations to continue to go against that. And eventually tolerance of that and acceptance of that became encouragement of that. Now we're telling people not only that it's okay to do this and act like this and live off other people, but that this is the only way to live because of it's not nothing's your fault ever. Worst part is now for many of these people it's real a lot of it is not their fault but they're being told that it doesn't matter what they do. They're being told that it you know none of this was their fault, which is even worse. You made bad decisions. You need to fix them. Instead, we just hand them more stuff, which has never worked, doesn't work, and has only the the snowball has built of the poor and the incompetent. It just keeps rolling along. Downhill we go. And the Democrat only answer is give them more stuff. Yeah, that doesn't work. If it had worked in any way, we wouldn't be in this position. Because we've been doing it for about 50 years, if not longer. Actually, it's more like 60 years. It started, really started in the 60s with all these government assistance programs. And people starting to abuse them. And the idea that working is bad. And the idea that any sort of work ethic or being on your own is bad. And that everyone needs to help everybody else or we can't function. That really started about that. And ever since, it's gotten worse and worse and worse. And now, all that's created is people who cannot fend for themselves. They can't even be a Walmart greeter. They can't do anything. Toss in this collapse, complete collapse of health. And you've uh, magnified the problem tenfold. This is not an issue of of capitalism. This is not an issue of either inflation or a recession or depression. This is not a societal issue. It's only a societal issue in that we have allowed these people to continue to exist. I'm not talking about genocide. I'm talking about simply frowning on this from the moment that it happens and saying no. No. We have assistance for people who earn it. We have assistance for people who need it because they really were born with, oh, I don't know, without legs. Or have come back from a war with seriously disfigured. Or they are born with... a. a a debilitating mental disease, something like that. We are done not uh, acknowledging individual achievement and uh, supporting all those who just are giant leeches and sponges on this country and are making everybody broke. Would, the, would inflation and all this be as big of a problem if we didn't have millions of these people? Of course not. The answer is not socialism and to give these people because they can't function. It wouldn't matter if you gave them a job. They can't do it because we've told them they don't need to. Because we told them, we told their parents or their parents' parents, and we've told them all along that it's really not about them, that it's not, that's not the issue, that it's really society's problem for them to care for them. That has led to this, the death of personal responsibility. So much of this, even if it's not their fault, increasing going back through generations, it's more their parents' fault. It's more their parents' parents' fault. This came from somewhere. somewhere. Somewhere along the line, they decided they just weren't going to do much. And they got bought into the idea that people should be paying for their lives, at least in some capacity. And now we are where we are because the downward spiral has reached this point. So anyway, that's what I wanted to say for this week. As usual, I appreciate you listening. I think people should uh, be able to think critically about this. Uh, You have to be compassionate, but you also have to be realistic and understand where this came from. Understand the cause and the roots of it. And Democrats and leftists have never figured this out. And this is why we are where we are right now. It's only getting worse. Handouts don't make anything better. They make everything worse. As evidenced by where we are. So that's it for this week. Appreciate you listening. As always, feel free to share with friends and family. I don't do any explicit content and I don't invade your privacy in any way. Um, So... uh, appreciate it, as always and i will see you again next week thank you